wish everyone a happy new year, happy 2018. Hope everyone's had a good start to the year, and we're excited to step back into Leadership with LaToya, the podcast, and bring you some of the absolute best topics in leadership. This morning, of course, we have our co-host here with us, Dr. Michael Wixis. What's up, Mike? Good morning, LaToya. How are you? I'm terrific. How's it going? Good. A little cold outside. I was going to say chilly, but no, it's cold. Yeah, cold, but, I think it's... pretty good. Yeah, cold, I think, is the perfect uh, definition. Mike, I, you know, when we were talking about how we would resume the podcast in 2018, one of the things we discussed was thinking about some of our favorite episodes uh, from the past. So let's do a quick recap. Mike, what was one of your favorite topics, Leadership with LaToya topics? Um, I think, you know, over the, thinking back over the past year, I think the one that kind of struck a chord with me the most was the importance of focus and clarity, because I know um, as a leader, sometimes it's so tempting to try everything. When you see a great idea at a conference, or you see someone tweet it out, or you read it on a blog, or you do your research, and uh, something just sounds so promising, and you're going to get these results. And of course, we want to do the very best for the kids and the teachers in our school, so we want to try everything. But the reality is that, as you know, you know, if you try everything, there is no focus and everything becomes muddy. You know, it's really hard as a leader to focus, but I think the greatest gift a leader can give the people that they work with is is focus and clarity. It's really hard to do well when you're trying to do 25 different things. You know, and, my... and, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I was also going to say, you know, we in education in particular, I would assume probably in lots of fields, but we know education the most, you know, we try to jump on things without even knowing if they are going to work or not. There's lots of fads that get thrown out in education and we go all in and we think it's the panacea it's going to cure all. And we don't really even know if it's going to work or not. And I think if you have a strong focus uh, on, on, on something, it really helps you avoid the pitfalls of trying to find a cure all as well. No, Mike, I think you're very right. And I think with that focus and clarity, the the thing that I think leaders need a lot of help and practice with is prioritizing. You know, sometimes when you walk into a, an organization or in this case, a school, and there are so many things broken, there is a natural inclination to try and fix everything. So the key is trying to figure out what is most important, what matters the most, and then going after that top priority. Um, but I think that comes with practice and trusting your leadership, because for some folks, when they they prioritize, it almost feels like, well, hey, I'm not addressing everything and I can see that this is a problem. So what's your advice in terms of prioritizing? How should how, what would you recommend for leaders um, in terms of how should they go about deciding uh, what to address first and what's most important and making that problem solving list uh, prioritize one? I think it's really important to be in tune with the people that uh, you work with and, and getting their input. You know, we, when we went to Knox, we talked a lot about, you know, we can't just say, okay, here's what we're going to do, step one, two, three, four, five, everything's going to be perfect. Because when you create a vision and a mission for your organization, you you can't do it alone. If you do it alone, it's just going to be yours. It's not going to be everyone. So going into a situation, really building those relationships with, with everyone and and try to build a common purpose and a common mission and vision together. Now, if you go into a school or, uh, you know, a, a company and there's health 
flight safety issues, of course, you need to address those right away. But typically, that's not that's not the case. So, you know, getting to really know the people that you work with and, and getting their input and collaborating with them to come up with your goals, I think, is, is the best way. And, you know, going back to Knox again, where we work together in the same building, we spend a lot of time developing relationships and then developing the mission and the vision with the teachers in the school rather than just saying, hey, this is what Mike and Matoya want to do. Let's go do it. But we built it collectively with the entire group. Yeah, I uh, think you. I think you make a good point about collective leadership and shared leadership. And I think things only become a priority if you take the route that you just described. Well, Mike, I have to tell you, one of my favorite episodes from the past um, is one we did where we talked about why good ideas fail. And I'm just really, really continue to be deeply interested in how do we help leaders do a better job of implementation of those great ideas. Um, because I, as I've said many times before, there the issue isn't necessarily knowledge or, or doing, it's that gap in between. Um, so many times, you know, when we are working to address a problem as leaders or, or to rectify a situation, we select a strategy and we immediately go to implementation, but we haven't planned for it. We haven't thought about what are the supports that we need to put in place for it to be implemented correctly and, and be successful. What it might be the training or professional development that teachers might need in order to help that. What kind of uh, feedback, ongoing feedback, are we going to give teachers in, when they get stuck? And, and how are we planning to reteach? Because we know in the classroom with students, sometimes we have to, many times, we have to reteach things. We have to uh, provide it in a different way. But sometimes when we implement an idea as leaders, we want to be able to give teachers a one-shot training or professional development experience and expect them to be able to implement it uh, perfectly. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to look at implementation science, which is something they talk about in the healthcare field, actually, and think about how we adjust our our, our mechanisms for supporting folks once we decide, yes, this is an initiative, this is a strategy that we want you to put into practice. How do we support folks in making that um, proficient and being proficient at that practice? It's certainly all great points. And, and something else to consider, too, as, as a leader, when you introduce a new concept or a new initiative or something new to teachers, a lot of times we get upset as leaders because we don't feel like they're buying in right away. But here's something to really think about. As a leader or a leadership team, you've been thinking about that, whatever it is, you've been thinking about it for weeks or months, and you've had time to process it, you've had time to go through the scenarios, hopefully you, you've done that. Uh, but when you when you roll it out to teachers and they're not buying in right away, sometimes you think they're just trying to be difficult or not wanting to be a team player, but they're just hearing it for the first time, and everyone processes things differently so just remember that as a leader when you're trying to roll something out you you and your team have probably been thinking about it for months and the people that you work with they're just hearing it for the first time so don't think just because they're not enthusiastic you know jumping up and down at your idea it doesn't mean that they're not going to support it but they're just you know they need time to process that so I always try as a leader when I implement something new to keep that in mind that they're just hearing it for the very first time they haven't had time to kind of grapple with the idea yet yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point. And then, Mike, I think back to some of the things that we did that were really pretty um, 
important that we, I think they were second nature to us, but you know, when we implemented a, a particular strategy or practice or wanted teachers to put something in place in their classrooms, we tracked how um, well that was going and shared that data graphically with teachers so that we were able to say, hey, in 50% of the walkthroughs we've done, we see close reading, you know? Mm-hmm, certainly. I think that's such a powerful uh, tool when you are trying to implement something new. And, you know, we didn't name names, but we showed the collected data. So exactly like you said, okay, we did a classroom walkthrough with 85% of the classrooms in the entire school and 70% are implementing the new strategy. So I think that's a great uh, strategy. Yet. Yeah. So um, I think, I can't remember uh, who, but I think there's a, a, a some new research out about the importance of graphically displaying data and the power of that in, in improving practice. Um, I'd have to say one another episode that I really like that we did. Um, we've talked about uh, you know uh, why good ideas fail. We've talked about focus and clarity. I go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say I, I think uh, I think I know where you're going. Is you know we can't hold people accountable if we're not gonna give them the support to uh, reach what we want them to achieve. Absolutely. So we did an episode called Accountability and Support, and I still feel very strongly that so many times those two pieces don't happen together. You have folks who strongly support, leaders who strongly support their members of their organization, but they fail to hold them accountable, set those expectations, and talk about them meeting those goals. Or vice versa, those who set high expectations, aspirational goals, say, this is what you're going to be held accountable for. But they failed to provide any kind of support. I think you can't do one or the other. It has to be both. In order for folks to really grow and improve practice, you've got to not only hold them accountable and set clear expectations, but you have a responsibility as a leader to set the right conditions to support them so that they have an opportunity fairly to reach whatever goals you set. Certainly, you know, just think of a teacher in the classroom. You don't want them to tell their students, okay, everyone needs to get an A and hand out the work and not provide any support. Of course, that, you know, you wouldn't, that's not what you do, but you, you, you look at leaders sometimes, and that's exactly what they do. They tell the teachers they need to teach better, they need to hit these targets, but they don't provide any support for them to, to get there. So, you know, one of the things we always talk about as, as leaders in the same building is, you know, your leadership should resemble a, a classroom teacher and what a classroom teacher should do. So if you're just telling the teachers to get better results and not providing the support to help them get those better results, then I think you're failing as a leader. I could not agree more. And I think it happens far beyond education. I think generally some folks conceptualize leadership that their job is simply to set that target to say, here's the target and to, to communicate the target, to make it clear what the target is and hold folks accountable if they don't meet the target. But I would venture to say, you know, I reject that. I I say not only are you to set targets, but you're also to create conditions that help folks be successful and support them in growing and building their own capacity so that they might reach those targets um, in a way that that brings success to the organization but also improves their practice. Certainly. Well, folks, we're so glad you were able to join us for this recap, The Best of Leadership with LaToya 2017. We're back and at it in full force. We hope that you will continue checking out our website, leadershipwithlatoya.org. We're looking forward to the release of our next e-magazine, which will be sometime around March. 
Uh, if you haven't read the first two, they are available on our website, and we hope that you will take a look at those. We want to bring you the absolute best in leadership. Until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leadership.